I'm more focused on what's making my heart happy than just that 30 minute you know that dopamine rush the first time i received two lipsticks at home in pr i was bowled over i was like someone's sharing lipsticks with me because i can write a blog post about it this is cool sense of pride or sense of happiness that you know you are getting the recognition for the kind of work that you love to do um while at the same time you know when does one get carried away and when does it become toxic or not so healthy i had a few things that happened happened in my personal life that led me to go to therapy a few years ago and um i needed to seek professional help because i was driving myself nuts and i started getting panic attacks really 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 bad panic attack when i lost like my closest circle of friends i will not get emotional while having this conversation this should be a first i talk to myself a lot and reason with myself as to why something's happening around me or why someone is behaving a different way or why i'm behaving differently also for that matter we're a country of different shades of brown but we've been obsessed with fairness for so so long i'm extremely extremely aware of the fact that this is uh, a wave nobody is popular forever Hi everyone welcome to Yellow Door Talks I am Sonam Mahajan a mindfulness teacher and life coach and today I'm in conversation with Anam Chashmawala who's the founder and director of What When Where a content platform across mediums like YouTube, Instagram and a blog as well. In the past almost a decade, she's created content around beauty, lifestyle, fashion and travel. With her expertise in content creation, she's also a brand consultant. She's also a social entrepreneur with 100% of the proceeds of sales from her what when where wardrobe going to charities in the space of education and health. Anam has previously featured on TV shows on MTV on NDTV Good Times as well as been a VJ with Channel V. I'm really excited to be speaking with her today on mental health so come join us. Hi Anam, uh it's wonderful to have you in conversation on Yellow Door Talks. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I've heard you so many times on Clubhouse. It feels so good to get to see you. I almost feel like in person for the first time and I'm looking forward to this. Awesome. Same here. Anam, I think uh, you know I I I don't follow fashion too much, but I absolutely love how you do what you do. I think that's something that's uh, that's really struck me. Uh, and of course, you know you've literally seen the social media space uh, come to life, to grow, evolve in the last decade. And I really appreciate how you've brought the real girl lens to all that you do. Uh, you've also been very vocal about the importance of mental health, the challenges being a, a public figure, you know, someone who has that influence over a large number of people. You've been active in speaking about self-care, um, about life, about relationships, and so much more. Uh, thank you, firstly, for doing that uh, in the space that you're in. But today, you know, if we could, Anam, uh, it would be great to talk about mental health. It's it's such a big topic, and I know you 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 talk about the importance of it as well. to begin this dialogue if we could talk about your own personal and professional journey in the last decade you know the growth trajectory over the last uh, over the past years being in the industry how have you seen uh, your mental health being impacted overall well-being as well you know from a personal point of view um, even even aside the professional one so much has happened for me over the last decade um 
I've had a heartbreak, uh, not just like, not just like heartbreak wise. I lost so many of my close friends. I met my husband who was my client at the time. I, you know, landed up getting engaged to him and married and we've been together for almost, we've been together for seven years now. While all of this was happening, I was working very hard on building the career that I have today, which I feel I'm so blessed and have so much gratitude in my heart for. Um, and it's just been, and of course, there are so many other, you know, tertiary aspects of our life that consume us every now and then that may seem very at a distance. But I think if there's anything in particular, I, I know for sure I can point out over the last decade is that I've become a lot more aware. I've always been a very like self-aware person, but I'm more aware of like other people and the energies that they bring in, or I'm able to pick up. I've, I'm able to pick up when someone's pretending to be happy and not really happy. I feel like it's been a journey of, um, I've always been an extrovert growing up. It's been a journey of becoming this ambivert that I now am, where I'm more focused on what's making my heart happy than just that 30 minute, you know, that dopamine rush of, oh, this makes me happy. You know, I'm actually focusing more on things that make my um, my inner self more happy. So for me, that is the biggest change, uh, just holistically speaking, that I've seen in myself over the last decade, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm sure there's a lot that, you know, you kind of had to process, go through. And like you described, I think it's, it's the entire 20s, right? And so much tends to happen uh, in that decade, right? In terms of love, relationships, and, and work, profession, we're all building in that building phase. Uh, how did you, you know, talk to me about the challenges early on, perhaps, and over the course of the years, how did you, you know, work through the different challenges of being out there as, as a public figure, as an influencer? You know, we hear a lot about what it takes, you know, whether it's in terms of uh, people's love, people's dislikes, hate, uh, you know, how do you kind of, and then that's just one part of it, right? What are the different challenges that have come up for you? If you could talk about that, you know, for the benefit of perhaps somebody who's on the path like you perhaps uh, have been on. Yeah. You know, um, I started my blog when I was 19. I'm 29 now. It'll be 10 years to my blog this December. And um, I didn't even know I was becoming a public figure when I was becoming a public figure, if you know what I mean. Like, this isn't like signing up for a movie where you sign up and you're like, oh, this is going to be my debut. This was a college girl sitting there sharing thoughts on where to shop from and how to style something in different ways because I grew up in a retail family and I thought I had a little bit of a flair of being able to find the nicest finds. Um, and I didn't realize it was uh, I, the first time somebody walked up to me for a selfie was when I was at some sort of a college fair or was it a fair just after college had gotten over and I was like, this is weird. Like, I'm happy. I'm not going to deny it. This is great. But wow, this is an alien feeling. Um, I don't think a lot of things prepared for. See, today when influencers get into this space professionally, they know what to expect. They know that there are perks. They know that you can get paid for this. You know that there is, you can get brand trips and sponsorships of X, Y, and Z category. Um, I'm talking about 10 years ago when the first time I received two lipsticks at home in PR, I was bowled over. I was like, someone's sharing lipsticks with me because I can write a blog post about it. This is cool. Like, okay. Like, you know, it was, 
uh, it was a different world altogether. And what seems so normal now was not the case back then. Um, I think I, uh, I think I uh, tried my best to learn from looking at what a lot of people were doing internationally from a work point of view. From a personal point of view, I had no benchmarks because I didn't know any other bloggers personally. The only blogger I knew of at the time was Miss Malini, um, who's someone I've looked up to from that time till date. And I'm so happy to be able to say, hey, she's someone I can call for advice now, you know. Um, so it's it's just one of those things where you roll with the punches and you make mistakes and you kind of maneuver your way around it. Um, I guess what I wasn't prepared for was that a lot of the people in my personal life, you know, the, their roles would change in my life. Um, I feel like that I wasn't, I wasn't completely um, expecting. Because in your 20s, you think that the friends you've had are your friends who will, you know, kind of be around. And that entire phase really messed me up mental health wise. Um, that was not a fun part of my 20s. But uh, like I said, I believe in rolling with the punches and seeing how, you know, how you can make any situation better. That's what I'm always striving for. Yeah. And it is, uh, it must have been difficult. Like you described, you know, there, there isn't a set pattern of what one could have expected back then. Uh, and especially when you look at it from a business lens. Um, I think just that sense of certainty to some extent, knowing, you know, what it, what outcome one can expect when one creates content is, is a lot more now. So, uh, of course, yeah, you know, kind of working through that uncertainty, perhaps you did, you know, just figuring out different ways of perhaps even generating revenue through what you do. And, uh, you know, this is interesting that you bring up relationships, right, and the dynamics around that changing and transforming. And this is happening al alongside you transforming and changing as well. And uh, I can only imagine that this is a very natural, organic unfolding of things uh, because you've got things have got to change, right? People around you are changing, you are evolving. How did you make sense of that? Was it easy letting go? Was it easy? Uh, and I don't know if it was, you know, kind of making, finding your own space was, was friendships more around the work that you did. And I'm, I'm sure there was a lot of work happening as well, right? So in terms of hours spent outside of work, what was that like? It's funny you mentioned hours spent outside work. I was someone who had a brilliant work-life balance, which obviously in the last couple of years has completely gone cuckoo when I don't have that anymore. But um, how did I make sense of it? I didn't. Um, I had one huge heartbreak before I met my husband. And I thought that was bad. I was like, oh, so this is what people write poetry about. Like, I get it now, but I think it was when I lost like my closest circle of friends. I will not get emotional while having this conversation. This should be a first. Um, I think it was when I realized, and it wasn't because of my work. I don't want to make it sound like th those, those things were only changing because of my work or anything. Everyone has things going on in their lives. You know, in your 20s, you're Absolutely. most evolving. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't just because of me and my work. I think everyone um, 
just got thrown off into different phases of their lives really soon. So I'll share a small instance with you, which not a lot of people might be able to resonate with. But I remember after I graduated, I've been working since I was 15. I did 14 internships in my first four years of college and in my first three years of college and my last two years of college, I just did internships. Uh, I just did freelance gigs and took up as many projects as I, as I could because I was like, I'm done with my 14 internships and I think that, you know, now I just want to do freelance work kind of a thing. I remember after I graduated from school, uh, from college, I remember after I graduated, after my degree college, um, it was a weekend and I remember, um, you know, posting on our friends group, I think we had BBM at the time and uh, saying, what's everyone going to do this Friday, yada, yada, yada. Everyone had plans with their um, office friends and I didn't have any office friends because I didn't have office. I was already was in my fifth time. Um, and I was like, okay. And then this happened once and then this happened twice. And then it kind of became a consistent part of my life. And that started, you know, it obviously it messes with you sometimes because you're like, hey, this is my main friend group. And now a lot of people have office friends and I, you don't know where to go at that time. So you kind of go looking to make new friends. So that's what I mean. Everyone's evolving so like together at the same time not at the same pace and definitely not in the same direction. I don't think I could have done anything differently. I did my best. I know that for sure. And I think that that uh, feeling came in maybe as recently as just two or three years ago that, you know what, I've been doing my best. Um, and that, you know, it's that different type of heartbreak where you realize, okay, you know what, I need to let go. You can't be the only person who is um, focusing all of my same mental health moments into these things and I need to pull back. Yeah. Um, I think everybody goes through that in their 20s in different ways. Yeah. You just have to be able to talk to yourself. I talk like I sound like a crazy person, but I talk to myself a lot and reason with myself as to why something's happening around me or why someone is behaving a different way or why I'm behaving differently also for that matter. Yeah. Um, so acknowledging things to myself is something that has worked for me. Awesome. And uh, talk to me about, you know, the transition from not being known to being known. Uh, how did that play out, you know, you know, to the ego, how did that, uh, how did you navigate that, right? There's, there's a point, I'm sure there's, there's that uh, sense of pride or sense of happiness that, you know, you are getting the recognition for the kind of work that you love to do. Um, while at the same time, you know, when does one get carried away and when does it become toxic or not so healthy? Um, what's been your relationship to fame or popularity, you know, what, whatever one may call it? See, I've always been an extrovert. Even growing up in school, I was always uh, doing dance competitions and debate, you know, I was always on the debate team and um, I was part of several beauty pageants in college. So I don't think uh, being the person that people, it sounds so pompous to say, but, it, you know, being the person that people liked or could get along easily with, let me just put it like that. That wasn't a strange feeling to me. I grew up being an extremely extroverted, you know, child teenager it's in my late 20s that i've realized i'm not as extroverted as i used to be it's definitely that it's, there's definitely a little dimming that's happened on that front but um 
I don't think I ever let it get to my head because I'm extremely, extremely aware of the fact that this is uh, a wave. Nobody is popular forever. Uh, there, there are 10,000 other people more popular than me. Um, and popularity goes like that. You have one wrong move and you're off the charts. You're off the radar. People want you to be out of sight and out of mind, you know? So I'm not someone that the pop, like it's not the popularity that yeah. has kept me hooked to this job for 10 years. That's not the hook. The hook for me to do what I do is my passion for it. The fact that I genuinely feel like I have this online family of sorts where they know what I do. And I know, I know so many of them also, which feels fantastic. Like I can name 10 followers and tell you where they live and who their spouses are or what their professions are. Just, you know, just like that. Um, I do this thing where I call my followers once in a while as a series on my channel where I like to call them and talk to them and you know, kind of get to know them. So I, I, popularity is a, by the way, perk of what I do. It's, yeah. It doesn't drive me. So I guess because of that, it's never really got into my head. Yeah. So you've, you've had the awareness that one needs in being able to navigate it because it is, a, and I can imagine that this requires conscious effort, conscious knowing of, uh, of the fact that you don't want to be carried away with, with that popularity because uh, again, it feels good, you know, uh, just with human nature, we all like uh, being liked, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's not something that we would run away from, but I think just with the awareness and the consciousness that uh, it is what it is and not to get too carried away with that and knowing why you're doing what you're doing. But I think that that does require a, a lot of clarity and self-awareness. Is there anything that you were consciously doing to enable that self-awareness? Talk to me about that side of things. Um, I don't belong to any clique in the influencer industry. I think that definitely helps me because I'm not looking for hype people in my life. I'm not looking at making relationships that are surrounded by um, how many followers someone else has and how much we can promote one another. I'm not saying that that's the case for everyone out there who has friends who belong to the same industry, not at all. Um, there are those exceptions that are genuine relationships and I have a few of those, but every time I hang out with them, we don't find the need to you know, make content out of it. Sometimes when we meet, we're just, we're catching up with friends. We talk about things beyond the industry and about life or about, you know, we have parents at home who are not always in the best of health. We talk about anything. Um, I also want to say that on some level, there are days when I do this. I don't know how this is going to sound, but um, I also know that on some days I wake up and I'm like, you just got lucky. You know, do you even really like, there are those days where I ask myself, I'm like, do you really deserve to be here? Like, you know, which is probably why I work twice as hard as so many others, probably because I'm constantly like, do I really like, have I just lucked out? Like, was my advantage that I started out 10 years earlier? If I started now, I don't think I would be where I am. Because look at how competitive it is now. I've built my credibility and I... There's this, uh, I didn't know there was something called imposter syndrome till a few years ago. And I was a very long time reading up on it. Maybe I should go back and try to understand it better. But I would always be like, what happened? What, like, 
how did this happen you know even i'd like to understand how this happened because on some days i'm like i worked really hard for it um and of course god was with me and watching down upon me and smiling and being like this is the one but on some days i'm also like babe you just got lucky calm down like and this luck can go anytime so i don't know i swing back and forth but i don't which is probably why nothing gets to my head i don't take the negative comments to heart i don't um, i say thank you to the positive comments but i don't let it get to my head either i don't know it's just it's just that i guess that's amazing that's really amazing you you are being modest uh, you know by no means has your journey been uh, been an easy one i think um it's easier it's easier to say you know i i wouldn't have been anyone had it been now for the competition but i think you had to go through your own set of challenges like we spoke of right the uncertainties and so i i, I think uh, but then the imposter syndrome comes up and that's real as well <laughs> um this is uh, this is amazing to hear anam uh, tell me where is uh, where does your interest in and you've spoken about this on social media around mental health self care life relationships and this the entire real girl everything tagline why is this uh, important to you if you could talk a little bit about that and even your interest or your responsibility that you've you've taken upon to to talk about you know topics that need attention so where where does this come from where's the inclination and motivation to do that so real girl style or real girl everything is something that has actually been with me since i started 10 years ago it's not new um it's i don't know exactly like i wish i could point back to 10 years ago and say exactly where it came up from but um i remember my first couple of blog posts i was zero makeup like there was nothing on my face i think there was just thick coal on my face because i was one of those thick coal girls in college during a certain phase um it i just growing up um i just felt like i didn't necessarily see tan women around me you know what i mean like i remember very 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 clearly being a 6 7 year old telling my mom i want to be a princess and she said hey you can be a princess you are my princess and i said no but princesses have long hair and they're thin they're delicate and they're dainty and i was i show sure, i was delicate in that sense but i was not dainty ever like i was a girl in our school i went to an all girls school when there was a cockroach that flew into our classroom it was me who would get up and take a paper and go like i wasn't scared of things and at one point i remember this very clearly i was almost like oh am i supposed to be scared of it because everyone else is so i don't know i just didn't see a lot of what i was around me um i guess i just really wanted to fit in in that sense you know what i mean and um it was later of course in my late teens that i realized i'm actually really just being myself and there are other people like me it's just that they want to consistently fit into some sort of a mold um and i realized that i actually don't fall into any mold because i am a die hard romantic and i i'm i'm a feminist but i'd love for my husband to open the door for me every once in a while it doesn't have to be either extreme you know what i mean and i found it so yeah. tough for people to want to do a black or a white and i was like i'm comfortable stepping into the gray um i'm comfortable being able to talk about leadership and my ambition and my goals and i'm still okay with sitting back and crying if something affects me i don't have to pick between yeah. um 
I guess that whole real girl thing at that point just came from there, of course, apart from the fact that in your, I mean, especially 10 years ago now, we're still starting to see some sort of a change. But 10 years ago, we didn't have any, forget plus size models. We didn't even have any like brownie brown women, you know, to see. And I'm talking about Indian magazines. I'm not even talking about the global standard. We're a country of different shades of brown, but we've been obsessed with fairness for so, so long. Yeah. Uh, I mean, can we get out of the thumb already? So um, I guess it just kind of came from there. I'm someone who's still like, I'm vlogging today and, uh, you know, I, I, I'm okay with vlogging with no makeup on. I put, I put my liner and my concealer on today here for this video. Otherwise, I would have been sitting like with nothing on. Um, and I still have pajamas on down, like down right now. And I show this when I'm, you know, filming my videos or vlogging and stuff yeah. like that. Because it's honest. <laughs> it's just the honest thing to do. I don't want to follow someone on social media who makes me feel like crap about my life. You know, so now I don't want to, I don't want to be someone who you look at my life and you say, wow, she has a great life. She's worked hard for it. But I don't want someone to look at my profile and say, wow, she's got a great life. Shit, I wish I could have it, but I can't. That's not my goal. The latter is just not my goal at all. Mm. Yeah. And it's incredible that this clarity was there 10 years ago. I didn't know that this goes all the way back, the real girl, everything. Uh, (laughs) And to know that when you're 19 and to take it up uh, as, as something, you know, and to to talk about it openly is another thing. It takes a lot of courage, I think, to do to do this at that age as well. So yeah, kudos to you for doing that. And, and tell me a little bit about the mental health, self-care uh, interests, so to speak. Uh, you know, why have, uh, why have you thought about talking and, and bringing those topics up uh, as a conversation? So I had a few... Um... I had a few things that happened happened in my personal life that led me to go to therapy a few years ago. And um, I needed to seek professional help because I was driving myself nuts obsessing over things that I clearly should not have been obsessing over. Um, and I started getting panic attacks. Really, really, really bad panic attacks to a point where, uh, you know, the one that really threw me and my husband over the edge was when I had a panic attack at a restaurant inside the loo and I found myself on the floor and it my husband was wondering why I was taking so long in the loo and it was after that episode that I realized you know what I need help I need I I clearly have things to figure out um, and understand why I'm getting these panic attacks Uh, they were obviously linked to things that were happening in my life over the last couple of years from that and um, I started seeking professional help and I, I, I consistently did therapy around that time. I want to say for six months-ish. It made a huge difference in my life. It's been on and off since, but I definitely want to get back to doing it more often, especially post this pandemic. Um, but it made a huge, huge difference in my life. And if there was one key takeaway I had from that experience, it was that the things I was feeling, I was not alone in. It's just that as a society, we're not... We're always told to brush things under the rug, at least publicly. Um, and I don't, I don't understand why. I, I've never understood why. Because if you have a fever, you say you have a fever. So if you have a fever in the head where you're constantly feeling sick about something, why is it so weird to be like, you know, I need help? Like I had a lot of friends. I didn't tell too many people again because 
it's meant to be private and then i guess i just came to a point where i was like this does need to be, which is why you've probably seen self care sunday on my series where i've talked about the fact that i've gotten professional help from time to time um it just it, i don't know it's just one of those things where i'm not i'm not a i'm not a very secretive person by nature you know i'm i'm someone who i like being an open book and i'm it's not just because of my job um that everything is so out there i've just always been a very out there person which is yeah. why my job happened very organically while i was you know still in my teens like we've established um i don't know i just i'm not one for i can't do the whole shove it under the under the rug and don't talk about it in front of a third person i will talk about my mental health and i will talk about my bad period cramp and i will talk about i will happily talk about you know i have friends who had miscarriages and abortions who want to talk about their experiences and i will give them the platform to talk about it when they you know open to talking about it publicly um i will talk about anything and if it makes anybody uncomfortable they are not my target audience because we're all going through so many experiences that are shared it's just so sad that we think we're the only people who are going through that and i guess that led me to talk about mental health or that led me to open up about um my broken relationships not just like romantically but also with friends or with just people who i thought you know were friends and i don't know it's it was just a combination of all of these things that i thought needs to um we need to shine light on and let people know that this happens with everyone so that that's the thing right that's the real girl i guess real girl everything as you are talking about fashion beauty lifestyle travel uh, all of this is happening we're human beings we're going through the emotions we're going through the ups and downs uh breakups professional challenges mental health is is it's all a part of it and i think the the effort to to talk about everything and then to know and for people to know as well that it all comes together it's not that you know once you've succeeded problems go away it's just perhaps a different kind of a problem and there's that constant work uh, that's required internal work and you know growing evolving um and all of that and i'm i'm really really appreciative of the fact that you do that and i'm at uh, at the place that you're in because people are tuned in uh they're engaged with you and it it's a powerful message to put out thank you honestly i don't even feel like i'm doing much i'm literally only talking about my own experiences on some yeah. level i also find that very vain <laughs> but i'm like okay if it's going to be being honest about my life is going to help someone in any way i'm willing to do it yeah 100% it usually is pretty vague you know when we're going through it to make sense of it to articulate it is is difficult because it's you know it's all the emotions the thoughts are muddled up in our head but you're speaking as you're going through it which takes courage but yeah thank you thank you so much i wanted to understand you know where your motivations come from understand your journey a little bit with mental health and of course uh, look forward to you know talking a lot more with you anam it's always a pleasure thank you it's always a pleasure speaking with you you're someone who i know that we get to meet in person um but it's when every time i tune into one of those rooms even if i'm just being a silent listener at the point i always feel like there's so much depth and there's so much well put thought that you're kind of putting out there that i'm sure is helping a lot of people and um clubhouse is definitely a medium that i think will work really beautifully even more beautifully for someone like you who genuinely has great conversations um with people and i i hope more people discover you through all your different social media platforms 
Thank you so much. Very kind of you, Anam. Great. Thank you for your time today. Thank you. Honestly, I don't even feel like I'm doing much. I'm literally only talking about my own experiences. On some yeah. level, I also find that very vain. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, if it's going to help me being honest about my life is going to help someone in any way, I'm willing to do it. Yeah. 100%. It, it usually is pretty vague. You know, when we're going through it, to make sense of it, to articulate it is, is difficult because it's, you know, it's all the emotions, the thoughts are muddled up in our head, but you're speaking as you're going through it, which takes courage. But yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I wanted to understand, you know, where your motivations come from, understand your journey a little bit with mental health. And of course, uh, look forward to, you know, talking a lot more with you, Anam. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. You're someone who I know that we're yet to meet in person. Um, but it's when every time I tune into one of those rooms, even if I'm just being a silent listener at the point, I always feel like there's so much depth and there's so much well put thought that you're kind of putting out there that I'm sure is helping a lot of people. And um, Clubhouse is definitely a medium that I think will work really beautifully, even more beautifully for someone like you who genuinely has great conversations um, with people. And I, I hope more people discover you through all your different social media platforms. Thank you so much. Very kind of you, Anam. Great. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for thinking of me and for inviting me. I'm so happy to be able to do this. <laughs>